Thanks for joining me today. My name is Ross McMurphy and I'm with Extreme Prophetic Canada. Today, the topic that the Lord has given me to speak on is two paths. In opening today, I hope this word will help you navigate your way to the Father, that you will clearly see the path that he is setting before you, a path that has been walked upon for thousands of years. Listen to what Jeremiah 6 verse 16 says. This is what the Lord says, Stop at the crossroad and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your soul. But you replied, no, that's not the road we want. It is a path that over time has been proven to establish your life in the midst of a, of a world that has been blinded from the truth. Yet many walk away from this path because it does not deliver the very thing that their carnal nature desires. This could very well be a turning point where you are indeed standing at this very crossroad, this old way. This old way will bring you to a point of clarity that will revolutionize your world forever. Here's the point. You cannot travel on both paths, only one. You are the only person that can make that decision. One path will lead to life and the other to death. This might seem harsh, but when you gain the insight you lack, you will totally understand. My prayer is that this word will witness with your life. If we were to sum up our lives in a matter of words, what would that actually look like? Our lives start and end each day always by the actions that we take. There are demands on our time, pressures at work, school, chores. Every aspect of our lives seems to be driven and we become caught in it. At times, we feel trapped in a life that for the most seems to be always striving for something, but never actually arriving at what we hope to receive. Everything we have ever been taught has failed us, if this is all there is. Our pursuit is driven by what we believe. If this is fractured or broken in any way, then we are perhaps chasing a life that can never become fulfilling, no matter how hard we try. At best, we live what we believe to be true, we never start out to fail. We actually start out to succeed. There are many Christians caught in this very cycle. It is spinning so fast that when you are actually caught in it, you are unable to see your way forward. So when you find yourself in that place and you are searching for answers, where you search really does matter. There are times where we need to find the truth because without it, we will surely fail. God never yokes us with a weight that we are not able to bear. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Listen to what Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 says. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I will not lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. So, in life, there are two paths. Most people go through life never realizing the path they are on and where it will lead to. The Bible talks about the narrow door and the wide door. The path we are on is determined by our steps and choices that we choose every day. These choices turn into a lifestyle, and this is seen and understood by the fruit that it bears. The outcome has always been created over years of walking in that same direction. Listen to what Matthew 7 verses 13 and 14 says. There are two paths before you. You may take only one path. 
One door is narrow and, and one door is wide. Go through the narrow door, for the wide door leads to a wide path, and the wide path is broad. The wide, broad path is easy, and the wide, broad, easy path has many, many people on it. But the wide, broad, easy, crowded path leads to death. Now then, that narrow door leads to a narrow road that in turn leads to life. It is hard to find that road. Not many people manage it. The wrong pursuit can easily be described as the way in which most travel. Unaware of the destruction that awaits them, have you ever given much thought as to why people do not pursue a relationship with God? The answer is quite simple. Most people pursue a blessed life in all the wrong places. Most are on the roller coaster of when and then. This is a cycle of never-ending ups and downs, all in the pursuit of the blessed, successful life. When I get those things I am after, then I will be happy. It really is that simple. All you have to do is fill in the missing parts. We pursue love, money, fame, relationship, all because we were seeking out our happiness, the blessed, successful life. Solomon realized that, that his pursuit for happiness was futile. He came to this understanding that a life lived apart from God was meaningless. When we lose our focus on God, all our efforts, toils, energies, including our thoughts, are compared to a grasping after the wind. Those areas that we put all our energies into, our dreams, our plans, our goals, our hard work, our alliances, our, our successes, will not last here on this earth. Solomon's conclusion was that apart from seeking God's kingdom and what mattered to him was meaningless. So as long as we are in pursuit of things that have no eternal significance, we are in pursuit of the wide door, the path that leads you down to a path of destruction, a chasing after the wind. Listen to what Ecclesiastics 12, 13, and 14 says. And when all is said and done, here's the last word. Worship in reverence the one true God and keep his commandments, for this is what God expects of every person. For God will judge every action, including everything done in secret, whether it be good or evil. As long as we are pursuing love, money, fame, and relationships as our whole focus in life, totally excluding God and his kingdom, we are on a slippery slope. Many lives become shipwrecked because of the wrong pursuit. Listen to what Proverbs 14 verse 12 says. What you think is the right road may in fact lead you to death. Remember, to lead in a culture that is going in the wrong direction, you need to understand not many will follow you along this path. This by no means should detour you from sticking to what you know to be true. In fact, as you constantly do what you know is right, it will be a witness to all those whether they receive it or not. One of our main objections in life should represent the light of Christ. Our light should so shine in the midst of all that is around us. Because, honestly, they need what we have. We are not ever called not to shine. Jesus is the light of the world. And as long as we are here on this earth, we too are called to shine our lights for all to see. We were never called to fit in with the crowd. Actually, the opposite would be a better picture. We were called to stand out. We were never called to compromise our values at the hope of drawing a following. Our moral compass was not meant only for certain times. No, 
it actually guides us as we go through life in the midst of the dark times that we find ourselves in. Many represent the path to destruction, yet mention the Bible and they have no time for the salvation that it offers. The reality is that in the times that we find ourselves in, focus not on all those who pass you by refusing to turn from their ways. Instead, keep steadfast with your eyes wide open because there are those who are ready. They are the ones who are coming out from under the grip of the forces that have been holding them captive. Their shackles are being broken and they are starting to see the light of his word at the entranceway to their hearts. Listen to what Psalms 119 verses 130 says. As people understand your word, it brings light to their lives. Your word makes even simple people wise. So here today, enter into the enemy's camp and walk right through the gates of destruction and be the light you were called to be. Jesus knew what words to speak and how to bring life to those that were ready to receive it. Every time you step forth, every day into the world you are called to be his witness. Do not shrink back. Take the ground and be all that you were called to be. In your workplace, be a light. Shopping, be a light. Coffee shop, be a light. Ask that the Holy Spirit would use you every day to advance God's kingdom. Remember, it is advancing each day, one by one. Read the end of the book, We Win. We are to be set apart from the world, but engaged in the world. We are to represent his holiness, a life that has been set apart from the destructive forces of this world. Listen to what Colossians 1, 11 to 14 says. As you live this new life, we pray that you will be strengthened from God's boundless resources so that you will find yourself able to pass through any experience and endure it with courage. You will even be able to thank God in the midst of pain and distress because you are privileged to share the lot of those who are living in the light. For we must never forget that he rescued us from the power of darkness and reestablished us in the kingdom of his beloved son. That is the kingdom of light. For it is by his son alone that we have been redeemed and have had our sins forgiven. We once too were lost and have been saved. This is a fact we should always hold close to our hearts. Our lives will help many in our lifetime find their way to the very spot that we have found ourselves in. We have been redeemed by his sacrifice, given a life we could have never deserved. How can we not but testify to, as to all that he has done? So in closing, think about this. There are many people each day that, that you would never recognize that are actually watching you. How you live your life and how you conduct yourself is on display each and every day. Your actions really do speak louder than words. Your love expresses a warmth that they see and know is real. It is a witness as to the transformation that God has done within your hearts. Many will see it and turn away, yet there are also those who will see it and embrace it, knowing this is where they also need to be. I hope this word has encouraged you and blessed you. Thank you for your time and have a blessed week in all that you do and speak. In closing, here's a verse to bless your week with. Listen to what Isaiah 9-2 says. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of intense darkness and the shadow of death, upon them has the light shone. Have a blessed week. Bye for now.